0: Right, welcome back to another week of the Para Podcast. My apologies for last week. We had recorded, um, but I'm the one that screwed it all up and didn't uh, back up my local recording. Um, so, apologies for missing out on last week, but no, it's not the boys' fault. It's my fault. <laughs> all right, we'll jump straight into a review of the Troll Games um, and, of course, the SG Ball, their first uh, round match over in WA. Then, jump into some Eels news, then, some previews for next week's games. Um, and then jump into some plugs. So first of all, trial game reviews. Jersey flag, um, Wentworthville up against the North Sydney Bears. They came away 22 to 12 winners. Um, and in that match, we had uh, tries. Oh, sorry, I don't have a list of the try scorers, but that's okay. Um, 22 to 12 winners. Hamish, you were on the scene. Yeah, How did it go?
1: Um, with the jersey flag. Uh... The forwards were good. The the halves played fast, and I like the Dylan Brown and Joseph Taipari They're all they're fantastic halves. Can't wrap them enough. Um, they just sort of didn't didn't put any tricks on. There was just sort of I think it was a game just to let the rust out, um, get the blow the cobwebs out. It wasn't much really happening. I think um, the Newcastle trial will be absolutely huge with all all grades especially. Um, but yeah, I think there wasn't much to really
0: talk about with uh jersey flag so we had tries to to four uh, a full uh akafalau gets one dylan brown with a try wakeling jesse cronin got one and then goals dylan brown he had an off night with the boot none from three and then todd Spienza. is that how Uh, you pronounce uh, it sapienza sapienza one of two um defeating the North Sydney Bears. Now, um, in the Wenty trial, it was a 12-all draw. Uh, Wenty were up 12-6 to six late in the piece, and, of course, uh, the North Sydney Bears scored late to, to draw it all up. But, Hamish, you again were on the scene. How did it yeah, all play um, out? our first-grade guys all went off about the 50-minute mark, and then from there it was just
1: purely um, Ron Massey Cup, Sydney Shield, uh, Wentworthfield players, Um. Our forwards, again, were good. Well, when you think about it, you've got Penny Terrapo there, uh, Matungi, Gower. You know, there's your f- first-grade sort of players. and you have Ray Stone, uh, Murata Niakore, and Reid Marnie. They were they were really good, too. Um, but, yeah, Wenty barely had... Wenty halves. They didn't have any halves, so they weren't able to get the ball out to the backs for Davis, Jennings. Um, so, yeah, again... Not in in terms of the first grade guys, I really liked Ray Stone. Um, and th- this uh, last year, especially in the 20s, Ray Stone had put on a hit, and you'd think, oh, who was that? Now you know it's Ray Stone. He just he wins every collision, whether it be with with the ball or without the ball. He's going to dominate the ruck, and he's going to get a quick play of the ball. And Reed Marnie working off the back of that, some nice kicks from dummy half. Um, good kick chase from him. David Gao was my standout in this game. Um, ran hard, um, tried to get the ball out to the backs as much as you know a second rower can. But yeah, those were my three outstanding players. And then Penny Terapo took some big charges. Um, but yeah, again, it was just sort of like a it was an easy easy game for those sort of boys just blowing out the cobwebs to ready for a big Newcastle trying a big round one.
0: Um, wh- where did Gow play? Did he play, play on the play edge on or, or left the middle?
2: Edge. Oh, okay.
0: Um, all right, well, the, uh, and all the first-grade squad were in attendance as well, so that's a really good outlook for um, the camaraderie, camaraderie around the uh, the club, um, with uh, all the first-grade boys were, were shown um, sitting on the hill watching both games, both the Jersey flag and Wentworthville. Um, so we'll get to some previews after we've gone through the news um, of this week's upcoming events. Uh, we don't actually have a troll this weekend, um, unfortunately. Um, but we will be having the uh, the big one over in Maitland, as um, Hamish alluded to. So on to Saturday was SG Ball, played over in WA against the West Coast Pirates. Um, we were lucky enough to have a YouTube stream, although it was a little bit glitchy. And um, the hometown commentators were uh, very uh, hometown. Um, but the the end result was 68-12 in the Eels' favour. Um, what, did, what were your takes, boys?
3: Yeah, I only saw the last... Uh... 10 minutes of it because I didn't know there was a stream, so I was put us on Twitter. But um we're a pretty big team, you know, the players and the and the SG Boy and obviously it was like a training run to be honest and from what I've seen and um, obviously the commentators were annoying. You know, I thought the Warriors commentators were bad. These were like like I think they forgot their commentators a bit and just realised, you know, they were just yelling for penalties, so Get
1: them on site! Come on, for God's sake, get
3: Yeah, that's
1: my take on that. Yeah, um, yeah. The commentators, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to commentate a game. I'd be exactly the same, so I, I won't say anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> Send the to get, up. get him off the field. Um, but yeah, as Bertie said, you know, we got a we got a really big team. Um, I liked our forwards, uh, Sam Hughes, Jaden Yates, and Stefano Utoykomano. Uh, there was a kickoff there where Sam Hughes took the ball. And he ran to the 40 m the defense just parted they didn't want to touch him um Jaden yates broke through so many times um yeah but yeah as Bertie said again it was just it was a, in the end it was just a trial run i don't you can't take much from that game other than dropping twelve points to a team that was so uh inferior compared to our team we shouldn't be losing. we shouldn't be um having two tries especially the way they were scored they weren't
0: they were both very soft yeah, on the it
1: was line. Yeah, just sort of a barge over, and considering the size of our boys and how hard they train, that stuff shouldn't be happening. So you know, as, as as big as the win was six eight to twelve, there's still some things to work on, which is which is a good thing.
0: And um, Schneider, he was one of my standouts as well. Uh, you were talking about the middle forwards getting a roll on, and I think that was a lot came off the back of Schneider. I think you guys compared him to Cameron Smith a couple of weeks ago, and you can definitely see that in his play. Um, there was one set of six where uh, he put a kick in, uh, chased it down, made the first tackle on the 10-metre line, and then made the next five, uh, four tackles in a row. And the um, the West Coast Pirates only made it up to the 35-metre line before they could get a kick off. So he's obviously got that drive and desire to effort-on-effort um, effort sort of plays, which I think is something good to see coming through, especially when you've got uh, the likes of Reed Marnie above yeah, him. Yeah,
1: oh, for sure. Um, I'm a big fan of Carl Schneider. I remember the first time I saw him was a game up on the central coast and he kicked eight from eight goals and then he had one from the sideline and he missed it and he was absolutely filthy with himself so that just goes to show that even at 15, 16 years old he wanted to be a professional he always wanted to be at the the best of the best so and I think he's getting there
0: yeah see it was have they played? Any, right. have they played any trials oh,
2: before that game? The SG Ball
0: Boys at all? Because that. Yeah, um... yeah, okay. they had two trials and they lost both of them. Although their last trial, it was when Jersey Flegg were training, so it was like a a team that was missing a lot of their first grade or, okay. or top of the one. Because I, I noticed
2: that was round one, so I thought. When know, was, if I thought was, it was if a coach, I so, classify yeah.
3: as a trial. To be honest, you know, it seems unprofessional. Yeah. The game. You, you look at the kickoffs from the Pirates. And like half the team were offside. And it just seemed like the referee was like, you know what? The game's, you know, as the game was over, let's just, you know, let them get away with a few things, you know. Like, yeah, if I was the coach, I'd say, mate, switch on this week. This is round one. It's no offence to the Pirates players. It's just,
0: you know, just how it is. Well, we beat them by a fair good margin last year and uh, held them to nil. So um, I think one of the commentators uh, had a rebuttal on our Twitter. About saying that it'll be three more years and it might be a bit even. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just back to that. So, the try scores were uh, Tuamala, Tavago with two, um, we, uh, Key with two, Uri Kamar. Sorry, can you say that for me, Hamish? Utu That's the one. Uh, and then Tassi Parle. Tassi Parle. Sorry. Uh, Shabo Pale. Uh Sam Hughes with the one. That was a barge over, straight on the line. Towie with one, Field, Pritchard. Um, is it Metallia or... M- uh, that one. I would, I would not be able to do? I think, M- maybe. Mitalia, I think. Matautu, And then Kosh and I with six goals, um, and a lot of them were sort of close to the posts. Um, so uh, you can still catch a uh, replay of that match. I've uh, got the YouTube link up on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Um, so I'll repost that as well tomorrow when I put up the uh, the podcast. Um, hopefully I don't screw anything up in post this time. And we can get it out to you this week. Um, but, yeah, it was great, great game from the uh, Parramatta Eels SG Ball squad, but they've got um, a lot uh, more tough opposition got the to come. coming up this weekend, I believe, at New Era Stadium, 11.30. Yeah, we'll jump into the previews. <laughs> Um, we'll just jump into some news now. Now, we we did discuss this last week, so sorry if we're a bit short on it this week because we've already been over it, um, although you guys didn't get to hear it, but we'll jump straight into it. The junior rep squads are up now, so obviously we've had our first round, uh, oh, sorry, and getting on to, to reviews, uh, the, the Tasha Gales squad uh, went down 50-12 to 12 against St. George, Illawarra Steelers, um, so obviously uh, there needs a little bit of work there. <laughs> Um, so all the junior rep squads are up on the, um, the New South Wales site, uh, so you can check them out there. I'll put a link on the Facebook page and on Twitter. I won't go through the squad list again because I'll just butcher all the names again, um, <laughs> and we'll be here all night. Um, Alright, so straight on to the next bit of news was uh, T-Rex's drink drive, uh, so he's uh, currently before the court, it was a low range drink drive, this is his second one, he had one back at Manly um, about five or six years ago, um, but it's it's pretty disappointing considering what uh, the articles that came out in the week before it. Yeah, no, I said the same thing last week, um, just...
3: Uh if if I was Brad Arp, I'd probably you know probably want to have a kind of conversation with him, you know, make sure he's head you know say like, uh, he's better switch on because this is his last chance. Realistically, you know, he can retire, you know, ne- next one next uh, stuff up, you know. And and I did not mention it last week, you know. I compare it. I was just curious what the club would do with their punishment with him because last year uh, Penny Terrapa had a first offense and it was much much worse, but the club went heavily on him. So it just got me. I was just curious what the club would do. To
2: our T-Rex. It was yeah. Yeah,
1: I think <laughs> going and yeah, I
2: think it was just plain dumb, like you said. It's his last chance. He's been done before, and he risks it. Like you wouldn't even have drive after one light beer, would you? If if you'd already been done before, or if you're in the yeah, on your last chance, you know the N.R.L. is going to put pressure on Power if he gets ch- if he gets charged at court to do something about it. So he's going to either get fined or he's going to get suspended, and then it goes through, drags it all through the media again. It's, you know, it, you expect it of a young bloke who maybe just come to first grade and he's nineteen or twenty or twenty one or something. Make a dumb mistake like that, but for someone who's been around as long as T. Rex, that is a really dumb mistake, and he really needs to have a good hard look at himself. I think, and I think Brad Arthur will have a good talk to him.
1: For sure, I don't think there's any more to add on. You know, um, being a, a senior member of the squad, he should be setting an example for the younger guys coming through. And as you said, PM, it's just it's dumb. There's not there's no other way to explain it. It's stupidity.
3: Shows you how
2: valuable Uber is, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Where's his plan B? Well, that's right. All right, we'll back on to some more news, which is Kane Evans is expected to be back for round one. He made some um, some really great comments at the fan day on the weekend. Um, they asked what his uh, goals were for this season, and he said premiership or nothing. <laughs> um, so Kane Evans back from the broken forearm. Um, do we reckon he'll start this season? Yeah. Definitely, definitely,
2: yep.
0: Probably on the bench. Yeah, it's um, it'll be an yeah.
1: interesting one with all the all the front rows we have. I was actually down at training, um, probably four hours ago, and humble Brad. I know I'm I'm one of the lucky ones, and um, he put on his defence. He just put on so many shots. He's going to be a big, big target in defence.
3: Yeah, no, I I'd say start. There's no way he'd leave the Roosters he was on the bench, to come play the bench at para,
0: You know, he, he has to start. And um, I think, yeah. Although at the end of the season, he wasn't even getting a game for the I Roosters. I think he'll start the season on the bench, but he won't stay there very
2: long, mainly mainly because it's his first game at the club. He's come back from the, the broken wrist. And his second phase is going to be pivotal. And maybe when he does come on off the bench after about 20, 25 minutes, when the other forwards are starting to get a little bit tired, he can get that, that offload away and have... Runners running off him like Bevan French when he's at fullback at the start of the season, you know, sneaking up behind and looking for that offload. He's going to be pretty dangerous, I reckon. His defence, as you said, is very, very good and very, very solid. But if 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 I was BA and I'm not saying I'm a footy coach by any standard at all, but I'll be starting him off the bench at the start of the season and see how he goes. Once he gets that match fitness into him, you probably start him and maybe put Alvaro back to the bench and bring him on to to give him or or. Uh, Big Timmy a spell.
1: I'll tell you what, uh, Kane Evans is really quick too. I reckon um, if he gets put into a hole, shut the gates.
3: Yeah, no yeah. <laughs> I remember him, him right. the have, uh run against us, he was playing for the Roosters is pretty quick. Just long stride and you know, I'm really looking forward to see how he was, you know, how he will turn out in Parramatta.
0: All right, and the next bit of news is Takarangi shifting to the second row. Um, Taka said uh, about a week and a half ago now, nothing set in stone. But Brad and I had a talk as soon as we got kicked out of the semis last year, and both agreed that it's time to go into the second row. Um, so it looks like he'll be playing for second row. Uh, whether or not that'll be in Wenty or in the first grade squad, um, I guess is yet to be seen. It's gonna it's gonna help him defensively
3: because you know, in the centers, he's up against quicker people, and he's just he just uh, he'll get burnt for pace in the centers. You know, in the back row, he's He'll be probably one of the quickest back rowers in the comp, you know. So, and agile. Like he could move laterally, like, much more quicker. So, I just thought, you know, it'd, it'd be smart for him to go to the back row.
2: He's got a great... He's got a good offload. He's a tall fella. He can get the ball, ball out and his hand's free over the top. And this sort of tells me that Brad wants to play a bit more of an expansive game. And if you look at some of the stuff, you, know, you probably heard of a bit on Fox Sports during you NRL know, sixty the other night where they're looking at Melbourne last year played more expansive than they have in the past... And other teams, because they're the premiers, other teams want to play that style of football again. So maybe that's where the takarangi going to the back row and a big fella like Kane Evans, who can promote the football into the forwards, maybe that's where they're looking at.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. With um, Taka as it gets our heart, it allows our houses to go that extra step wider rather than um standing where he would be, gives that extra step wider, allows them to work with um players who have to make more decisions, make quicker decisions. And so yeah, I, I really like the move from, from BA to move Taka to the second
0: row. All right. And um, after all of that news, was Hayne um, apparently uh, putting in at training, according to uh, our captain. Uh, so um, can we expect, a, given the rumours about Hayne uh, finishing behind everybody else in the preseason season trials, uh, not trials, sorry, the pre-season beach runs and whatever else can we expect Hayne to uh, have that explosive speed from center when we come back for round one or at least the Maitland trial I definitely think so
1: um again going back to I was down at training today and I was at uh, Haynes first training session when he come first come down and he had that little bit of a little bit of a stomach pot belly come sticking out of the jersey but today he, he's looking good and he was a lot better he was shuffling sort of in his running when he was doing the um, the fitness drills and everything but today he, he was doing some extras just after they finished the opposed training, and he was looking. He was. I wouldn't say he's at his trim. He's at his fittest or his trimmest, but he's looking better than he was day one, which is always improving, which is a good thing.
2: Well, he's a different body shape now after going to the NFL, so he's never going to get back to that shape he was when he first came into first grade and, and like he was in two thousand and nine. But he's a sprinter, not a stayer. So you don't expect him to go well in them trials the pre-season trial runs where it's 5Ks or 10Ks or whatever, you don't expect him to win those. It's the short, sharp sprints, the 40-metre sprints and acceleration off the mark. That's what you're expecting to win. And he's that sort of athlete that as soon as it comes round one, you know, kick off, he's going to switch on and he's going to be there.
3: Yeah, as aPM PM said, you know, he's a different shape, but he's also been playing a different position now. Like, so his whole career he would have been fullback, so he would have had a certain level of fitness. Now... It'll be like GI at South now. He's going to have a different role. He's not not going to be as much fit as previously. So, you know, he'd probably just be like short burst um, sprints, you know, power, mostly power game around I reckon, around him in the centers, you know. But he's going to be like one of the biggest centers in the league. And, you know, him setting up his wing is going to be uh, pretty vital for us because, you know, we're going to be missing semi. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. You don't have to cover the, the amount of meters playing the centers you do if you. As you play, as the fullbacks do nowadays, so he definitely doesn't have to have that stamina that he had in the past playing fullback. It's just a power game for him now. He's got to defend. He's going to be able to read the defence and the power game. Use his wingers. That's what he's got
0: to do. do. We expect him to be taking some of those hard runs out of the, our own end. Well, Jennings has one. been, hasn't he?
2: Jennings did it last year quite often. Like after after on a third or fourth kick return, he'd he'd run back there and give the wingers one of a break and have a hit up. So I can't see anything different from Jared, to be honest. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you need it too. Like um, Jennings, you know, you, don't, you don't, but the thing is you don't want Hayne Jennings to be taking hit-ups every single set, whereas Sammy, he was expected to be taking a, a ruck every single set, whereas and that's one of my concerns about the first-grade team at the moment is who is going to take that hit-up every single set that we need.
2: Kurosami Ava, I mean, he runs the ball up pretty hard too and he made some good hit-ups last year. I think it was um, Josh Hoffman. One game there, made a run out of dummy half from the after the first tackle of the kick return and ran through the through the straight through the defence and ran about 60 metres and scored. So we we got blokes who can do it. Bevan French is different, where he's quick with his feet and if you get a quick play of the ball, he'd be the sort of guy you would want darting out of dummy half. I, I I don't think we'll lose too much there. I mean, the, our forwards are pretty fit. Um, Nathan Brown's usually back to take the third or fourth hit up every set anyway, so I think we'll
0: I think we'll be covered there. All right, and on to Members Day on Sunday. Um, Unfortunately, if you didn't get down there, you've missed out now. Uh, It was a great day, great day for all the kids with the rides, whatever else. Uh, Didn't get to get anything signed, although uh, Bertie did, (laughs) because there was an hour and a half line up for each tent. So, uh, yeah, you can't do that with a three-year-old. So, Bertie, you want to tell us a bit about your signing day?
3: Yeah, no, so obviously one of the first uh, people there, and there was uh, two tents, so I was like, you know what, the first tent was pretty full. I was like, I'll go to the quiet one. So I had an NFL ball when Hayne first uh, signed with the Niners. He had his own uh, clothing line. So I bought the ball and the hat at the same time. And I was like, you know, when I bought it, I was like, I'm not going to get him to sign it. You know, hopefully he stays in the NFL. So when uh, when he signed with Paramount, I thought, you know, let's get him to sign it. So yeah, I went to the tent and I saw Gufferson. I'm like, oh, that's all right. And then I see Hayne, I'm like, yes, gamble paid off. And then, so to be fair, I only wanted the ball to be signed in the, the card, so I didn't want a poster. And is like, oh, pass the ball, let me look at it. So he has a look at it, and then he has the ball, he goes, "Uh, do you want me to sign it? So I didn't want to come across rude or stubborn, I'm like, yeah, sign it, whatever. So yeah, and I got him to sign, so the whole team signed the ball, you know, um, got him to sign the card as well, and I'm going to admit, Kane Evans was more happy about the ball than Hain, like Kane Evans was talking about for five minutes about the Fijian Falcon and the ball, like giving me a history lesson. So I thought, you know, a bit strange that Keane Evans was more happy to see the ball than Hayne, but other than that, it was a good day, you know, long lines, but I think it was like 8,000 members there, 7,000 members. 7,000 plus. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the first time I went to a fan day since 2009, so hopefully, you know,
0: make the finals again, grand final, and we win. Right. And did any, uh, obviously, PM couldn't get down, Hamish, how about yourself, or you were recovering from Saturday night?
1: Yeah, I had a uh, friend's twenty seventh on Saturday night, so there was no way I was making out to a big
0: twenty seventh. You know, <laughs> the the most important birthday ever. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, yeah. Well, you can catch uh, all that uh, all the wrap up from the members' day. It's all up on Facebook uh, and on Twitter. Um, so if you didn't get down there, um, check that out. But unfortunately, you missed out on a really good day. Um, all right. Well, straight on to previews for this week. We've got our junior reps back in action. Uh, we've got a double header out at New Era Stadium. That's in Cabramatta, isn't it, Hamish? Yep. Um, which will see Parramatta SG Ball taking on Manly at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday the 17th. Uh, and Harold Matts will play before them uh, at 10 a.m. on Saturday the 17th, both at New Era Stadium at Cabramatta. Um.
1: Just quickly, I'm just on the New South Wales Rugby League site at the moment, and it's saying the Harold Mats is on at 10:30. So, I'm not sure about kickoff times now. I'll be down
0: there at 10 o'clock just to make sure. Okay.
1: But um, yeah, they're saying
0: 10:30 now. All right, and that'll probably push back the SG Ball to the so, to, uh, to yeah, midday. Did, All right, and yeah. sorry, Bertie, you were. I was going
3: to say, did we lose to Manly in the Harold Mats? Because I think I remember seeing. I think they had a good Harold Mats, SG Ball or NYC team. Like they had a very good team. Also like top two. Were they
1: were that the a team? Yeah, we lost to the uh, Harold Matts Manly last year in the semi-finals, and then again we also lost to them um, in the 20s grand final. Yes, we were so uh, 30, 30 seconds away the from
0: the grand ball. final victory. Mm, yeah. Don't
2: don't remind <laughs> us. Don't remind
0: us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and anything to add to that, Hamish? So uh, the, the Harold Matts. Uh, h- how did um, Manly go in the SG Ball and Harold Matts last weekend? um in the Harold Mats,
1: I believe they won 20 28 22 against the North Sydney Bears and uh, SG Ball flogged the Bears it was like 40 nil or something i'll just have a quick look but yeah um i'm unsure about the Manly Harold Mats team but i know we've got a, a decently strong team especially in the forwards for our Harold Mats. it'll be their first proper hit out of the season having a bye last week um so, yeah, there's a few players that I'm uncertain with, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Sorry, uh, SG Ball last week mainly won 28 24, and then in the Harold Mats, they flogged the Bears 42 0. So, their Harold Mats team, I don't know about many other teams, how strong they are or anything. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, it'll be interesting games. It'll be good games to. Because mainly now they're starting to have a... They've got a strong team on there. They've got a Hopawadi in there. There's a Travoyovic in there. Um, they've got two Parramatta juniors in. Josh Schuster playing in the halves. And Mark Teppu-Smith, who played in our SG ball last year. So it's a very strong team.
0: All right. And Tasha Gales, they've got a bye this week. So um, they can uh, lick their wounds after last week's thrashing. <laughs> um All right, well, that'll about wrap us up for this week. It was a little bit shorter this week because we didn't have uh, Forty with us. Uh, He's been working uh, the midnight shift, or at least he tells us he is. Um, (laughs) And uh, Ricky as well, he's just had uh, his first bub. So congratulations to Ricky from everybody on the pod. Um, And uh, obviously that'll uh, impact on his time coming on to the podcast. Um, So ready to do some plugs. Bertie.
3: Yeah, my Twitter is uh, Bevan Heaven One. Uh, I'm not going to mention what happened last week, so uh, with the NFL, but um, more I'm more focused on NRL this year. I don't know why. Just uh, I, I think it's just because uh, I have a good feeling about 2018, and the fan days uh, just made it extra, made it even more. Like I have more belief in the team now. So
0: yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, so
3: catch me on that Twitter, Bevan Heaven One, that's it. Yeah.
0: So can we see you getting uh, another NFL ball signed by the uh, Super Bowl-winning Eagles squad? Uh,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't think
1: so, <laughs> but... Uh. <laughs> All right, and Hamish? Uh, yeah, Twitter is um, at HamSandwich22, and a band for this week I'm plugging is a good friend of mine, Murray Darling. They've just released their single on SoundCloud, Leave Me This Way, very good, check And
0: can out. you re-plug the, the band from last week? Sorry, because we didn't get them on. Uh, yep, that would
1: be Floral Streets, a band from Doonside and Katoomba mixture. Very good band. A, a little bit more relaxing and chill than <laughs> Murray Darling. They're a bit more um, hard rock, pub rock. So, yeah, you've got a nice mixture there, whatever you whatever you prefer. And PM.
2: You catch me on Twitter, at, par- at Paramatters, all one word. And you can also go on my website, sportfirstnambucket.com.au. There's plenty of NRL supporter gear on there, including the EOS 2018 training gear. And as a listener to this podcast, you can use the discount code PARA podcast, all one word, put in the discount coupon box, and you'll save 10% off your order.
0: All right. And we'll plug Ricky, who's at NRL News on Twitter. And um, he's also got his website, NRLnews.com. I think it's a.au. Can't quite recall. Um, and then 40 of course you can catch him at the TCT website and they're at Tct on uh, Twitter as well I know 60s has still got some training blogs coming out and he's going to be in action um, at the uh, the junior reps this weekend um, can we expect another uh, live blog from the TCT this weekend and we're not quite sure um
2: from 40,
1: from 40 think so, sorry. unless yeah. he's there, I think he might be um, I think he should be getting out there. I've, I i have spoken to him for a couple of days so
2: I just come to my attention that um, John McMartin former Eels player, uh, sadly passed away either today or, or last night. So I'd just like to on behalf of the podcast just give the deepest sympathies and
0: condolences to his family and friends and thank, thank him for his service to the club. So John was an was Eels player through the 60s and 70s. Um, just before of course we sort of started getting into grand finals and whatever else. Um, And then went on to play for the Cronulla Sharks and had one rep for New South Wales. So um, again, from the podcast, uh, 167 games in the blue and gold. Um, And he would have been playing in the stripe that we're going to be wearing this year, actually. So there you are. Um, All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us again this week. Sorry we didn't have Forty and uh, Ricky along with us. Um, so hopefully uh, we'll have them both back next week. But best of luck to the SG Ball and the Harold Matz squad in this weekend, and um, all of you guys have. And Natasha Gale. Natasha gale has got the buy. Got the buy. <laughs> oh, that's <trots>. right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgets that. So, so um, everybody rest up, and uh, hopefully you're all ready for the uh, the Maitland trip, which is the following weekend. Which of course we won't have Harold Matz and SG Ball playing up at the Maitland trial, but we'll have Jersey Flegg Wenty and First Grade. Um, so uh, enjoy the rugby league this weekend uh, hopefully you can get down to Cabramatta to check out H- Harold Matts at SG Ball but if not you can check the TCT C- for the live tweeting of that game um, so again thanks everybody and uh, we'll catch you next time thank you see, right you. All, see ya